Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Live with Rank Show. A week that maybe but it is Michigan, but maybe the good news could be that the last gasp of winter occurred over the weekend. Supposed to get into the 50s and possibly the 60s this week, but it is Michigan, so you never know what will happen until what, June, maybe? Also, for those of you, I'd want to, again, try to start the week off with some good news. This may be good news for some of you. Uh, others of you may be not good news. And others, it'll be who cares. University of Michigan's Tom Brady. Again, he did. He, he played at Michigan. Could not stay retired. He's back in the game. So he retired about 40 days ago. All right? And... He pretty much said that, quote, I've always been I've always believed the sport of football is an all in proposition. If a hundred percent competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. There is a physical, mental and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I have tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success in the field or in the life. That is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I'm going to make the competitive commitment, or I'm not going to make, I should say, the competitive commitment anymore. Well, well, let me then put this, put it this way. Now, I certainly could understand Tom Brady, 22 years. Uh, I don't even know if there is a quarterback that played that long ever in the NFL. I don't believe so but certainly not in the current NFL where they get crushed quite often. I don't think any quarterback will ever play 22 years again. He holds most of the quarterback NFL records. Those will probably never be broken because of the length of time. And also, if you remember last time, he tweeted, and quote, lastly to my wife and my children, you are my inspiration. Our family is my greatest achievement. I've always come off the field and home to the most loving and supportive wife who has done everything for our family to allow me to focus on my career. Her selflessness allowed me to reach new heights professionally, and I am beyond words what you mean to me and our family. Well, apparently he has more to prove, and his wife will have to wait. Because he tweeted last night, quote, these past two months I've realized my place is still on the field, and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates, and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business, LFG, end quote. Well, as Yoda would say, quote, your path, you must decide, end quote. I think he would also say the competitive spirit lives deep Within them. I put a little fun piece out there about that on the websites of the stations you're listening to me on. More importantly, on the Facebook pages, if you guys would like to comment. So you can go to the WBCKFM's Facebook page, my flagship station, or you can go to the Rank Live Facebook page and comment on that pit that uh, him coming back. If you're tired of all the heavy stuff uh, that is out there, and there certainly is a lot of heavy stuff, it's getting scarier and scarier in the Ukraine. Uh, I've received emails over the weekend from many of you who believe we need to stop what's happening in Ukraine. It's, and it's a question I've put out there for three weeks now. 
What do you want us to do? Because there's a very high likelihood if we get involved, World War III will come about. I like Dana Perino's point in this. My heart and my mind are different. My heart says we need to help them. My mind says we shouldn't because of starting World War III. And I currently subscribe to that. Do you want your American blood to be shed for a non-NATO country? I, I, I know it's tough to say that. I know when we see that, believe me, I, I wish we could bomb his cities and destroy his infrastructure and destroy his airports and everything else. But we can do that economically. And the question is, when this ends, will our congressmen and women have the fortitude to keep up these sanctions for years, years until Russia rebuilds Ukraine and no longer has Crimea. And I would even go so far as, you know what, Russia, we're a little concerned about you now. So we need a buffer zone. You need to give up some of your land as in a buffer zone. Now that last piece could be a, a deal breaker. But if someone thinks differently than me, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you think we should attack, be part of this invasion that's going on. 269-441-9595. What's going on here in Michigan that's concerning to you? And we'll certainly get more into the Russia issue as the show unfolds. So we spoke heavily last week about the gas tax here in, in Michigan. And as many of you probably already know, Governor Whitmer signed a letter with other governors to Biden saying that they should suspend the federal gas tax of 18 cents a gallon. And she is at the time, never suggested suspending our gas tax, which is much higher, 27.2 cents a gallon. And the prices are still hovering high. Yeah, the left and Biden, all the Democrats kind of try to blame Putin. What are you going to do when you suck so bad at what you do and you created all of this? That's all you can do. Those people who voted for this and are embarrassed maybe by their vote, they won't tell you that, but possibly the, the harm that they've done to all the people they say they care about, uh, the lower income people. They're not going to tell you that. I would hope they feel bad for their vote now and what they did. But Biden and the Democrats have nothing else to point to. I do have an interesting audio clip I'll play later from a former uh, Democrat, elected Democrat, She's sitting there and blaming everything, all the ills of what's going on during the Biden administration. It's all Trump and the Republicans' fault. Not one issue did she take credit. And here's the problem with that. For those of you who may uh, uh, believe in that, here's the problem. When you have a person who is shilling for her party, and if her party truly believes that, they're not accepting what they brought to us, so they're not going to fix it. 
It's like an alcoholic or a drug addict. Until they accept what they are doing, you're not going to be able to move forward. And that therein lies the problem. Not that these these people are paid to go on to these shows on, on the weekend and spout the Democrat line. Or, quite frankly, if it was on the other side, the Republican, then the same thing. If you're not going to admit to your problem, if you're not going to admit to what you caused, you're never going to solve it. And in the end, all of us are paying for it. Not them. They're making plenty of money off of us. So let's go back to Michigan. The Republicans in the House and Senate, there were a few, a handful of, of Democrats, I think six or eight, that agreed with the Republicans that we should suspend Michigan's gas tax. Tax. Well, Governor Whitmer wants to suspend the federal gas tax. Hey, how about suspending Michigan's gas tax? Many were surprised that she didn't bring that up, especially after she asked for the federal gas tax to be suspended. And I told you, why would you any of you be surprised? She wouldn't even give people here in Michigan during COVID when she laid you off, not a nickel, not a penny extra, not a penny extra in your unemployment. But she asked the federal government to give it and then complained when it started to cut in half and then stopped. She complained, but she was unwilling to give a penny because she cares about you. Just remember, her actions show you how she cares about you. She doesn't want to give you any extra money during the COVID issue when you were unemployed, when she threw you out of your job. And now, all of you out there, she doesn't want to give you any uh, relief when it comes to the gas tax. Because over the weekend, she said, yeah, it looks like I'm going to veto that. I'm paraphrasing. And that's the new news. When asked about the fate of the state gas tax plan, that is to suspend it during this very harmful period brought on by not only, uh, yes, part of this lately, the last couple weeks, maybe, yeah, I'd say the last couple weeks, that last quarter bump, that last 30 cents bump, yeah, that goes to Russia right now, I believe. But all of the increase before is on Biden and the Democrats, as well as the fact that we're not self-dependent, self-reliant, like we were until Biden and the Democrats took over, which would have relieved us of all this pain and misery. So on Friday, she was asked, what are you going to do about it? She promoted her plan to give taxpayer relief through tax repeals for some retirement income and earned income tax credit, welfare. Any sort of tax relief should have, quote, a real laser focus on those who are struggling to keep their head above water, end quote. Which means she will choose who gets the tax cut. Not you. Not all of us, I should say. Quote, if it won't have lived up to any of those things I just said, you can draw your own conclusions, end quote. So people's conclusions are she's not going to give you any gas relief, tax cuts, because she cares about you. And just remember, her and the party care about all of you. That's why she's not going to suspend 
the tax of 27.2 cents a gallon because she cares. And the Democrat Party cares about it because they all voted, except eight, voted to not give you any relief. Now, how many of you are going to bend over come this November and say, please give me more and vote for that party? You listen to Live with Rank. Appreciate that. Yep, she is so mean. Won't give help to you who are struggling to even fill up your tank. 269-441-9595, if you have a thought about what we're talking about. Members of the Michigan Senate Democratic Caucus put on their website last week that they fight for everyone, or I should say not last week, that was the job I was going to talk about. What they always put on their website is they fight for everyone to have a shot at a good paying job. But if you go to governmentjobs.com, they posted a site, a job there with the Senate Democrat Caucus here in Michigan. The listing is for a full-time legislative assistant for an unnamed Senate Democrat, and it lists the salary between $20,000 and $40,000. Michigan's minimum wage is $9.87 per hour. Someone who works 40 hours per week at the low end of that pay scale, so $20,000, earns $9.62 per hour. So the party that keeps wanting everybody else to pay a $15 minimum wage here in Michigan, the Michigan Senate Democrats want to pay under minimum wage of $9.87 to someone to be a full-time legislative assistant if they go at the low end because they're the ones who decide what the low and high end of a job position is going to be. And here they are, Michigan Democrat Senates, come work for us full-time anywhere between twenty and 40000 And if they do pay them twenty, it's less than minimum wage here in the state of Michigan, $9.62. And I'm, they do that, just so you know, because they care about people, Right? They ask everybody else to pay $15 per hour, but they'll pay below minimum wage. And this is how, what's the word I want to use? How, I can't think of the right word. They could care less that people like me sits there and see that. Or in this case, it was the Michigan Capital Confidential News site that informed us of this. Someone didn't sit there and go, well, if we pay 20000 at 40 hours a week, that's below minimum wage. Maybe we should up it to at least minimum wage. I'd still rip into them because they want everybody else to pay $15 an hour. But they're unwilling to. But to pay below minimum wage? And the Senate Democrats' website says this. We want to pay you to work full-time for us below Michigan's minimum wage because, quote, every Michigan worker deserves a chance at a good-paying job, one where they can provide for their family and plan for the future, end quote. Oh, so $9.62 below Michigan's minimum wage, you, Michigan Senate Democrats, would consider is a good paying job or they wouldn't offer it, right? And at $9.62 per hour, you will be able to provide for your family and plan for the future. 
They go on to say, quote, our caucus will fight to reverse cuts to the minimum wage. Does, I would like any of you to tell me who is suggesting cutting the minimum wage. I've never, this is a new one for me. So they'll fight to reverse the cuts to minimum wage, which means it's happening, which is not true. They're lying. Number one. Number two, while they pay below minimum wage. Quote, that's because we know Michigan workers, families, and small businesses deserve better, end quote. Really, you do. So can they pay below minimum wage like you're offering below minimum wage? The chutzpah or the complete unintelligent, the people who are completely unintelligent who work for these people is unbelievable. To think they could get away with that and sit there and tell you that they work for every Michigan worker deserves a chance for a good paying job. And to them, a good paying job is $9.62 an hour below our minimum wage here in Michigan, or they wouldn't offer for you to work for them for $9.62 an hour. Because they support workers' rights and ensure small businesses have the infrastructure and workforce they need to thrive. Well, I guess they're not doing very well, are they? Are they? It is, they just make it too easy. But yet people, come November, they do this. Oh, wait, here we go. This is what they do. Well, that's interesting. Okay, bend over. And then they bend over and vote for him again. Now, let's talk about one of the latest tragedies, and that's the continuation of this gas tax issue and just gas. I wrote a piece I published this morning you guys may find fun. What was the cost of gasoline when you were 16? This is also going to prove how you possibly don't uh, remember things correctly. I didn't remember correctly. I started driving. Uh, when I started driving, I thought gas was in the, and I remember it being 40, 50, 60, 70%. I swear I remember that. But it appears I'm wrong, at least from a national average position. So if you guys go to WBCKFM.com or an affiliate you're listening to me on, you'll find a piece I wrote. What was the cost of gasoline when you were 16? Now, what's amazing, to be quite honest with you, is gas has not exploded like it has like all our other products has have over the years. Let's just take out this latest Democrat inflation or what I like to call the Biden and all those who voted for Democrats tax on you. Take that out. Just in general, when you look at the cost of gasoline over the years, and I've given you sources where you can go in and find out, you know, what year you turned 16 and what the cost of gasoline was. It's kind of fun writing this up. Currently, the 
average cost of a gallon of gasoline is the highest it's ever been in the United States. According to AAA, the current gas price, and this was a couple days ago, was $4.32 a gallon nationally. In Michigan, $4.24. I found a website, stacker.com, that wrote a great piece about this, and they had the cost of gasoline going back every year to 1938 with some pretty interesting commentary on all of it. So you can go read my piece, click on that stacker.com hot link and check it out. I stripped away all of their comments and I just put from 1940 through 2020 what the average national cost of a gallon of gas was and inflation-adjusted price, which is very interesting. I found out when I started, it was like $1.16 a gallon when I started driving. I swear I remember it being under a dollar. Now, again, we're talking about national, and who knows? Maybe I was right. Maybe I'm just getting older, and I think I remember it that way. So you can find out the cost of a gallon of gasoline when you first started driving by checking out a database I gave you a link to on my piece. Here are the most expensive average cost of gas per gallon in the country according to AAA right now. California, 544. Hawaii, 471. Then Nevada, Oregon, Washington, Alaska, Illinois, New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. Now, what does California, Hawaii, Nevada... Oregon, Washington, Illinois, New York, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania all have in common. So out of those top 10, all but one are run by Democrats. And quite often, year after year, run by Democrats, which increase taxes. It, that's really what makes up the differences between the different states, is what additives have to go into it per the state and taxes. So Pennsylvania's at $4.31 at number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10. I always wanted to make sure. Number 10. Ours is at $4.24. So we're right behind it. You listen live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. 95.3 WBCK. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities, I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, he didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Warrior Project. Wounded Warrior Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye opener and it, I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. I love you too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight too. Well, I always loved her, but I love her 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash notalone. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. 
The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting breast cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Mostly cloudy skies this morning with a high near 53 degrees. Southwest winds 6 to 13 miles per hour, perhaps gusting as high as 23 miles per hour. Tonight's mostly cloudy with a chance of overnight showers, a low around 35 degrees. And Tuesday, it's mostly cloudy with a chance of rain, a high near 52 degrees. This is House Call for Health. The American Red Cross says someone in the U.S. needs blood every two seconds. With March being Red Cross Month, officials at the nonprofit say they need more, especially with the pandemic crippling the nation's blood supply. Previously, the U.S. completely banned gay and bisexual men from donating over fears that could spread HIV. The FDA has since reduced the total ban to a three-month window in which men in those groups must abstain from having intercourse with other men before giving blood. But now a nationwide program called the Advanced Study is looking into possibly ending this restriction, opening the door for even more potential donors through a new series of questions and blood tests. The research is expected to last until July when the data will be given to the FDA for its consideration. LGBTQ advocates say this move is key to helping end homophobia and the stigma surrounding their community. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health on Lisa Brady, Fox News. Listen to WBCK on your mobile device anytime anywhere it's free brought to you by airway auto parts and recycling don't scrap your car get instant cash from airway Set alive with rank, and I appreciate that very, very much. What have we been told for months, if not years, a little over a year now, that our hospitals are filled with people who are not vaccinated when it comes to the COVID issue, right? Well, there's an interesting website. BronsonHealth.com forward slash coronavirus COVID-19. BronsonHealth.com forward slash coronavirus dash COVID dash 19 to be suspicious. You get my point. Someone sent me an email 
last week. And in that email was a photo of that day's being 3-9, March 9th. People hospitalized at Bronson with their vaccine status. Only 32 people, that's good news, were hospitalized at Bronson or Bronson Hospitals. Only 32. How many of those 32 were fully vaccinated? 18. Now, those of you who didn't take Common Core math will be able to immediately understand and know that what? More people vaccinated, fully vaccinated, quote unquote, were in Bronson hospitals in Michigan than were not vaccinated. Yep. As of March 9th, 2022, of the 32 people hospitalized, 18 were fully vaccinated, 14 were not vaccinated. Interesting, nobody wrote wrote anything about that. We keep seeing weekly the news about unvaccinated people in hospitals, but nobody wrote about this one. Could it possibly be that they're trying to drive a narrative? And in fact, for several days after that, because along with this photo, because I wouldn't have accepted just a photo, they gave me the link. That's the way to do it. I can verify the link. I verified this data, and then I saw for days. It was similar to that. Now, I went to that site this morning, and where did it go? Hold on. Let me go back to that site. As of right now, I went to bronsonhealth.com forward slash coronavirus dash COVID dash 19. As of 314, there are 31 people hospitalized, 18 not vaccinated, 13 fully vaccinated. So it flipped, but that's awfully close to being about even, right? Two, three people, two or three people. of a flip, and we're even. So I'm going to keep an eye on this website because I find it very interesting that the narrative pushed by the media and the hospitals is that by 90-something percent, patients at our hospitals are not vaccinated. And from March 9th, At the Bronson Hospitals, that's Bronson Battle Creek, Bronson Lakeview, Bronson Methodist, Bronson South Haven. So there are four hospitals. Only today, as of of the 14th, yeah, that's today, only 31 people are in the hospital for COVID. That's good news. 18 are vaccinated, not vaccinated, 13 fully vaccinated. Yet just last week, it was quite... The difference of 32 hospitalized, 18. Well, it's almost flipped. 18 fully vaccinated, 14. Where's the 90%? And and all these people get upset 
at those of us who have brains, are intelligent, are able to come outside of our bunker and see this data and question politicians, doctors, hospital systems, and papers. Question why they are pushing this narrative that doesn't seem to be completely true. Now, this is only one hospital system, but a big one in Michigan. But it certainly is interesting, is it not? So they've been pushing this narrative that 90-something percent of patients at our hospitals admitted for COVID are not vaccinated, which is just not true over the last week at Bronson. In fact, there were more people admitted who are fully vaccinated to the hospitals for COVID than not. And now it flipped within a week, but still 18 fully vaccinated, 14 not. Not even close to the 90-some percent. Then over the weekend, I saw this. U of M study, Detroit parents less likely to vaccinate themselves and their kids. What? That, that again is against the hospitals, the doctors, the scientists, the politicians, the media. All of them are pushing this narrative that it's Trump voters, Republicans, you know, real Americans who are not getting vaccinated. So then if that's true, how does an extremely far-left liberal college like University of Michigan have a study saying all those people out there, they're lying to you. They're not telling you the truth. University of Michigan report released last week indicates Detroit parents are, and I, again, let me put the caveat in, because how many people in Detroit voted for Trump? Not a lot. An overwhelming amount, probably 90-something percent, voted for Biden, voted for higher taxes, voted for open uh, higher taxes, voted for o higher gas prices, voted for wars occurring in, uh, foreign, uh, in foreign lands because of the weakness of the people they put in charge. Uh, voted for, what else did they vote for, guys? Open borders. Voted for more fentanyl coming in and killing our teenagers. All of this that they told you, the smart people said, well, will happen because of the policies. Oh, voted for the defunding of police. That's not true, Rank. That is not true. Biden never said he wanted to defund the police. Oh, he didn't? Uh, surplus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. The last thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that... do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, absolutely. See, he, he didn't vote for defunding the police. He voted for redirecting the funding away from police. Get it straight, Rank. You're stupid. All right. So as we know, most people in Detroit, and by most, I bet you it's in the 90s, voted for Biden and Democrats, and they're Democrats. Yet they're the ones most likely not to get vaccinated. Not Trump people, not Republicans, not conservatives, but Democrats. Have you been hearing that from the hospitals? 
the doctors, the scientists, the politicians in the papers? Well, no, you won't. Or no, you haven't. And you probably won't to a great extent. Detroit News published this study, which surprised me. But they're not bringing up, wow, this is weird. It's really contrary to everything we've been publishing for years now. You listen to Live with Rank. We'll be right back. You listen to Live with Rank. Appreciate that very, very much. We were just talking about, wow, everything seems to be opposite of what politicians, hospital systems, scientists, papers, elected, who else did I have? Politicians, hospital systems, scientists, doctors, as well as the uh, papers. When it comes to COVID deaths in, in our hospitals, now I'm sure some are proven one way, but they're not acknowledging that, you know, in some of these hospital systems, there's actually more people who are vaccinated now than unvaccinated who are admitted for COVID. And then we move on to this, a University of Michigan study is saying now, you know, everybody's not been telling you the truth. Those people who have been telling you it's Republicans or Trump voters who are not getting vaccinated, they've been lying to you. It's actually Democrats. Specifically, the black community. Specifically in Michigan, Detroit parents. Just under half of Detroit parents and guardians of children under 16, excuse me, 18, reported at the end of last year that they had been vaccinated against COVID-19 compared to 75% of adults without children. That's according to a report from the Detroit Metro Community Study supported by U of M's Poverty Solution Initiative. Their survey was admitted to uh, 1,900 Detroit households between November 3rd and the 16th of December. Quote, unvaccinated parents are 22 times less likely than vaccinated parents to report their children aged 12 to 17 have been vaccinated, according to the study. My whole point being is this is not what you guys have been sold, is it? Those of you who, those of you on the right realize what was going on and knew the honest truth. Those who watch MSNBC and NBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, uh, read the Detroit News, the Detroit Free Press, M Live, Lansing State. You pick your paper. They've all been reporting exactly opposite of what we're finding out. I hope people will take this and try to figure out why they are constantly being lied to by these people. All of those groups I told you about, the mainstream media, scientists, doctors, hospital systems, it appears. And then they all get mad at you and say, you don't believe science when these doctors and hospitals tell you? Yeah, because the data is not backing them up. So they're not real scientists. And then people get upset with me in these pieces that I write when I put scientists or doctors in quotes well real scientists real doctors work on data and if the data is different than what they're yapping about or writing about why should i call them a scientist or a doctor just because they have a degree that says they're a doctor or a job that says they're a scientist if they're not using real data 
And I've just given you several examples. Again, I'm not saying that there are a majority of hospitals that are like this. I don't know. Because a majority of hospitals, I can't find that information easy. Then this. This is probably going to surprise you. Further investigation into how the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services tracked COVID-19 deaths in our nursing home facilities here. You know, the one in which they they undercounted by 30% approximately the deaths, according to the inspector general. That one. You know, where Whitmer and her Democrat uh, colleagues just kind of lied to the rest of us here in Michigan and said, well, you know... Yes, 30% more people died in these nursing homes than we told you. You know, that one, Dana Nessel looked at it and said, eh, quote, unwarranted at this time, end quote, to look into it any further. Hmm. I wonder if Dana, the most activist attorney general we've ever had in our life here in Michigan, would sit there and say, you know what? They're reporting about uh, 5,675 people died in nursing homes. Yet the inspector general, a nonpartisan group, we're told, for the state of Michigan said, no, it wasn't 5,675. It was well over 8,000. An additional 2,386. Yeah, they undercut, the Republicans undercounted it by 30%. 30%. You think Dana would be sit there and saying, we need, it is, quote, unwarranted at this time, end quote, to do any investigations into that. In a seven-page memo, she, for some reason, and people don't know why she did this, last Friday came out and said that, we're not going to look into this. It's unwarranted. Even though the Office of the Attorney General, excuse me, Auditor General, said that Whitmer, Hertel, Elizabeth Hertel, and and the ones before her all undercounted the deaths in Michigan. I wonder why. The Attorney General Division found the differing numbers were, quote, simply distinct methods of trying to reach the same number, albeit of a different set of facilities, end quote. Yeah, they just, it, it, it's about, it's just a difference in what we considered dead and not dead. Or what we considered homes, nursing homes and not nursing homes. So we, as a government, Democrat controlled at that point, decided that we're going to go for the least or the most restrictive definition of a nursing home. So, I know it's not surprising to anybody. wasn't surprising to me. 269-441-9595. Lines are now open. If you guys have a thought about what we're talking about today, you want to be part of the program today, give us a call. You can also email us at rank, R-E-N-K, at townsquaremedia.com. We'll be right back after this top of the hour break.